Boy, hello! I am recording this super early in the morning, so you can probably hear my kids' sound machines. Everything's dark, everything seems dark in the world, and I couldn't sleep very well. So I decided I would come back and talk to you. And today we are going to talk about scarcity versus abundance. This is something that is very passionate. I'm, I am very passionate about this. Um, it's very passionate in in my life. And it's something that I really had to start learning at an early age. I grew up in a small town, a small town where there was there was a lot of wonderful opportunities that I had. Um, there wasn't a lot of people involved in in the arts uh, per se and and so it was our circle was pretty small and so it was there was a lot of the same people that got the the same things um, in in that way and I happened to to go into the arts in in college so in growing up I was a bit more um maybe competitive or hardworking or took things a lot more seriously than maybe some people that were just kind of doing it for fun. Um, and, and so I, I kind of had a, a mindset of you have to make your own way from the beginning. And then in, in going to college, you start to get immersed with all of the the people that were at the, the top of their class in terms of, in terms of, um, artistic ability and, and hard work and work ethic and, um, talent and, and things like that. And you get thrown all with, <laughs> with people just like you and you kind of have to make your way. And so I learned that in my undergrad and then in my master's degree, I also had that same situation and where I really started to see, okay, wow, is in my PD, when I did my PD, um, at Jacob School of Music, Indiana University, it's very much described as a factory, a factory for singers where there's, there's so many and everybody is talented. Everybody is like, whoa. And in stepping into something like that and realizing how many of, of me there were, even after, working my absolute butt off and climbing the ranks in my bachelor's and my master's and then again getting getting going to a whole nother degree and being like wow there's so many hard-working people that are just like me it really it can knock you off your feet and it did it did to me for for a while and I still I still had plenty of things there that I, I worked really, really hard for, for coming in and, um, plenty of things that other people were like, Ugh, about, um, but then, and likewise, there were things that, that I wish that I could have had that didn't. And that experience there really taught me about scarcity versus abundance. Because in if if you're not familiar with scarcity mindset versus abundance, scarcity is, is feeling like there's, you're basically living from a place of fear. You don't feel like there's enough. You feel like um, there's not enough opportunities or not enough um, money or not enough um, room for for everybody to do all of the things that they want to do. 
and abundance mindset is there's enough for everybody. There's enough for everybody to have room at the table. There's enough money for everybody to to have um that support in their life and and it's basically the thought of just because you have something doesn't take it away from me or vice versa and it's not like one person gets something it's like everybody can have all that they strive to to have strive to want strive to be and what everybody else has doesn't take away from theirs and so being in the performing arts there's so much competition there's so much um, cutthroat type type of mentality and and I think that especially in the school system we're trained to just critique and to compare because that is that is how we get better that is how we learn that is you have studio classes where there is a critique given in front of everyone and and working on things and then you're you're taught to find the imperfections um because you you strive to be as close to perfect even though we are all human we strive to be as close to perfect as possible and so there's kind of this this mentality of that and i think in combination with that is this feeling of i it's it's not enough it's never enough and other people have have more or this other person has what I want and I think this bleeds into all of life I mean how many times do we feel like oh this this person or my friend or my neighbor has this beautiful beautiful house or beautiful yard or um, something else like a car whatever it is whatever stage it is in your life you see something else of someone else that has something that you're like, oh, I wish I could have that, but I can't because of this and this and this. Um, and so there's all sorts of reasons. But in, in the performing arts, I, especially, I think it's it has a another layer of difficulty because there are certain certain aspects, certain angles, certain companies where there there's only one there's only one soprano lead in the show and if you're not that you get the chorus and and things like that so there is there is a level of that is as far as like okay not every soprano gets every lead and everything that she wants which is reality which is why we have to strive and work and find our niche and work so hard and figure out what it is that we do best what it is that we do different or unique in in terms of other things or what it is that that you do that's easy for you but that other people struggle with and and figuring that out and so Jacob School of Music taught me that and it taught me that about myself and it also taught me that there is enough for everybody because is it's crazy to think about but with the amount of singers that there were and they had several they had several operas they had several shows going on throughout the year but there was also these out of the box or or interesting things that were starting or these projects that were starting or and it was so cool because it it kind of made me think like wow okay if you're not getting what you want or if you're not getting the opportunities that you want in life create them 
Who, who's to say that you have to be invited to do something or you have to earn the lead by auditioning for something else? Why can't you create that yourself? And it's a whole different type of mentality. And so it's, it's something that has carried on with me here. And right now I'm living in a, in a moderate sized town, I would say it started out as a very, very small town, um, but it's on the outskirts of a big city. So there's, there's a lot of that growth through that. There's also a, um, a a company, uh, several companies here, uh, and corporation type of, of things. And so there's a, um, a boost in the economy. There's so many houses going up, so many apartments going up. And so the town is growing, the city is growing. And, and so with that, I think that there's a struggle of the, the people that were here years ago or, or even like 15 or more years ago versus the people that are here now or just coming and they see more of more of a city, more of the bigger opportunities mindset. And, and the city has definitely grown since we've gone here. But I think one thing that we have, we have seen firsthand is that scarcity versus abundance. Um, the feeling of competition, the feeling of territory. And it's funny because I thought that it was mostly a performing arts thing and perhaps perhaps it is like the actual performers um the actual actors the actual singers but i think it it goes deeper into that because when you have that scarcity versus abundance mindset or vice versa it really affects the way that you live it really affects your behaviors and so one thing that an example of something that we have experienced in, in our life to work through that scarcity mindset is the opportunities in the arts and in having a music school and having, um, these kids, I see a lot of these kids for private lessons and in private lessons, it's amazing because you get to know them on a level that nobody else really gets to know them, not in a group setting and not necessarily at school because they don't have to put on a a show. They don't have to put on a front. It's just you and them. And, and I mean, my students, I love them to pieces. And so they know that they just come as they are. They come with whatever they have carrying around with them that day and, um, or that week. And, and it's just something where they know it's, it's so much more than the music. I mean, it's, it's all invested in the music, but also more importantly, them as people. And I tell them your mental health always comes first and you always know how much I care about you. And so in seeing that and having students come to me and there, there is a lot of other opportunities in the, in the town and they're all amazing and they're all wonderful. And I would have students come and be in tears because they didn't get the part that they wanted, you know, which, which is the classic, 
the classic type of experience growing up in the arts is that there are, are times when you get something that you want and there are times when they are not. And, and so it's deeper. It's deeper than that though, because there, there were times where they would just be crying because it seemed like maybe the same person got the lead all the time or maybe there was just like this inner circle of of like their cool accepted people and if they weren't that and if they weren't in that then well good luck because you're you're not in the in crowd um and political in in that way sure yes and so seeing that and seeing the potential of my students um something that I really like to do is is see them for what they are when they walk in the door and what they have that day, but also see what they're capable of doing because they, sometimes they don't see it. And sometimes I hear things in them or in their voice and I'm like, ooh, we could really, we could really pull that out. We could really capitalize on that because, and that makes you unique. And that's really, really wonderful and amazing and, and, is something that they don't even have the knowledge of per se. And so one thing that I love to do is is help them realize their potential and help them think of and find and discover and then cultivate and mentor those things that make them unique. Because as I know, you do have to focus on that as a performer and as someone that is actively doing contracts and shows in, in the performing arts, you have to find what makes you unique. And so that's something that I can find these unique capabilities in my students and help bring them out. And so I was just heartbroken over and over after years of teaching these kids and being like, wow, if they just knew that you had this inside of you and they could pull it out this way and you could have so much more confidence if you had this type of opportunity or this type of role would be perfect and that wasn't the right role for you and or they just needed um, this type of performer in that and those are all realistic and life lessons. Um, but at the end of the day, I work very hard to have an abundance mindset as far as opportunities. And if there are kids that I know and love and I've worked with and I know they're hard workers and I know they have amazing talent and it's just not um, fostered by certain opportunities through whatever they have because I mean at the end of the day if, if a show is a certain type of show I mean they don't have time <clears throat> to invest into every kid and to and to find something special for them but it was an opportunity for me and for our team to be like well wait a second maybe we can do something about this because I'm sorry if you come and you have a broken heart and you're crying in my arms I will be like what can I create for you. And I can't even tell you how many times that thought has gone in my head. One of the first thoughts, I'm just like, oh, let me love you and let me tell you it's okay. And I know it hurts. And then I'm like, how can I help? How can I create something where it's cool for you and it's it features you and it, it makes sense for you and I know how to pull it out of you. And so hence come 
all of these different um, varieties and, and angles of things from our music school. I mean, when we first started doing musicals a few years ago, um, it was it was something where I think people people were super excited. There was also a small group of people that were shocked, like, wait, no, you're supposed to give private lessons. What, what, what are you doing, like, crossing over into, into this territory? Um, but what was, what was so interesting, and it we really drove me to, and, and our, our team to make that decision was saying, look, if there are talented kids that never get a lead because they're not a specific type or they never get a lead because they're not the ones in the inner circle of a, of a community theater group or they never get the lead because of um, it's, it's just not the right show for them. You can't tell me that there's, there's not enough to go around. And so that was something that really drove us in the first the first time that we did a musical, um, we had, I think, three or four of our lead cast had either never gotten a lead or even been cut from from other opportunities that they were seeking after in, in the community. And so it was definitely something that was unique and, and different and it was something that we were able to give to them. And, and of course, I love the arts. I love performing. I love musicals. I love operas. I love everything. And so, of course, there was something in it for me because it, it, in my heart and in fulfillment, I mean, the performing arts, you want to just keep them alive, right? Um, but, but for me, it was being a part of that thing, love what I love so much and, and being able to help and foster the kids and help them with what I can help them the best, which is, um, vocal music direction. But then also to know that we were giving them something that they couldn't get and that they weren't finding elsewhere. And we truly believe that there's enough to go around and, and so that, that is one of the defining factors of our decision when we started doing more things that were opportunity-based in addition to lessons because it's, it's the perfect combination. It's, it's right in our lane. It's right in the lane of school of the arts, school of music, um, performing arts schools, that's what we are. And, and our team, and and I mean, Paul and myself, we are working musicians. And, and so we know, we know exactly what it's, what it's like, and we're living it and we're continuing to live and grow. And we're always learning. We're always learning. We're always growing. And we want to continue to offer everything that we learn to our kids, to our students, because the love that we have for them is so deep and so vast. And, and so that's the start. That's the start. But also, our music school has teachers. And teachers that also love the arts and love performing. And teachers that perhaps 
weren't on the inner circle or maybe were were not on the in in like certain towns that they were living in or working in maybe they weren't getting the opportunities that they were interested in doing as as far as maybe directing something or or helping out with something in in some way being a part of it and so the other thing is for the teachers because I mean, it's, it's funny. It's so funny because some people will come up to me and say, you're doing so many shows or you're doing like so many events and shows. And I just have to laugh because I'm like, um, well, first of all, I can't take credit for that. And I won't take credit for that because I know I am not. Um, and, and I know what they probably mean is that our music school is, but what I think is, is important to remember is that it's, it's not one person, it's not one entity. And so I think it's easy for people to kind of pinpoint, oh, that one person is doing everything and has the monopoly over this. But when you kind of break it down and be like, oh, they're, they're doing a kid's musical for grades one through four. Um, and there's a director for that and there's a completely different entity of, oh, and now they're doing, um, a student led musical for grades five through eight. Uh, okay. And, oh, and they're also doing a straight theater play. Oh, and there's a different director for that. Okay. Oh, and then they're also doing, um, they're doing a straight theater play for, for like all ages and lots of kids. And then they're doing a black box, like four person cast straight theater play. Oh, and then they're also doing some skits for, for little toddlers to come in and watch the three little pigs in the fairy tales. Um, and they're doing that too. And, oh, they do a, they do a musical in the summer. And I think it's easy for people to be like, oh, you're doing all of this. And while we help market and help spread the word and help give the support and the, it's like a launch pad, every of those things, there is somebody else that that's their thing. That's their project. That's their passion. And for Paul and I, it's so cool. It's so cool to be able to see that there's enough for everybody and and oh yeah, you want to you want to direct a show? Okay. Let's figure out let's figure out what makes sense. Let's figure out what um what age group works well and and there can be learning curves sometimes with figuring out where our different teachers have their strengths, where are their niches and and finding that and then once you find that it's like, it's, it's golden because they have these opportunities to lead and direct that they wouldn't have otherwise. They just wouldn't. And, and then we are able to house that. We are able to have that in our doors and to help them by marketing, spreading the word, being the launch pad for all of that. But then yet they can have that experience. So it's not only the student's but it's the teachers as well. And that's really, that's really important to us, our teachers, their visions, their dreams, because I know what it's like. I know what it's like to, to want to help with something or to feel like you have something to offer and to kind of just get shut down or to get 
um, booted to the door because maybe you're not, um, maybe you weren't one of the original people that lived here. Maybe you weren't the first one to, to do something musical in, in the arts in that area, or, or maybe the, the other teacher is the one that's supposed to do it and not, and not your position or whatever reason it may be. I know what that's like. And I know, I know how stifling and hurt the, the teachers can, can be from certain things like that. And for me, I'm like, okay, well, I can be that change and I can be that change for others too. And so for me, I get, I get my kicks out of, out of all the opportunities that we offer. I get my kicks out of art song, um, solo singing and which bleeds into also musicals. So like musicals and operas and then, or the, the concert style singing of solos and, um, art songs, things like that. And so I love that kind of stuff. And that's, that's what's in it for me, um, is, is being able to be a part of that, but all of the other things, I mean, like the, the straight theater and the, the kids show for the little ones or the junior show for this. I mean, that there's somebody that loves that. There's somebody that's perfect for that. And we're able to help support them in that. And there's enough pieces of the pie for everybody to, to have something and to be a part of something. And we often tell our teachers like, Hey, is there a program that you would love to start? Would you love to direct? Is there something that you feel like you could really offer? And maybe there's, um, none of this around, or maybe there's some of it around, but the thing to remember is even if there's something similar around, yours is different. Yours is different because you are different. I mean, me me being a part of a musical or me being a, a director for something is very, very different than the next person. Um, and that's just because we're very different people. We have very different styles. And some people will just gravitate to one or people that love doing everything they will do both and that's okay and there's enough for everybody and i think i think it's important for us to remember that and you think about how many how many restaurants there are you like having choices you like having choices and you like, depending on what mood you're in or depending on what your schedule is and depending on what kind of food that you're interested in having or what kind of experience you want to have at the restaurant can help determine where you decide to go out to eat. And the same thing with the arts. Um, I mean, there's a plethora of opportunities in so many different cities in Columbus. Are you kidding? That's, that's where I live on the outskirts of Columbus. And it's, there's so many things going on and there's so many different little pockets of cities where some of them are bigger, some of them are smaller and that's okay. And there's, there's, there's enough, there's enough for everyone. 
So whatever it is that you feel like, nope, it's not in the cards for you. It wasn't meant for you. Or you've tried so hard and it's just never going to happen. Think about this. You can start it. If it's not happening because you're just not on the, the right side of the circle, or maybe you're the new kid on the block, or, or for whatever reason, you can create it and you can do that and have that opportunity and have that experience because you deserve it and you have something to offer that's special and unique and completely different in in its own way just from being with you and people want that and sometimes you just have to seek them out or sometimes you just have to put many things out there before you know what what actually works there's there's I can't even tell you how many times in our in our small business that we have just put out like I don't know 30 40 different things to see what works and if people were counting how many things like I it's and you know you know how social media is you see people's highlights so people there's probably people that are like oh wow look now they're doing this now they're doing this now they're doing this oh they must have the monopoly they have no clue they have no clue what's working what's not they have no clue what's going on behind the scenes where the struggles are how we're actually doing all they see is that we're putting things out there which is fine because the people that that know exactly what's going on and what's like all the inner circle for us they are the ones that are close in our lives and they are the ones that deserve to know. And if, if there are people that will see you just putting things out there and putting things out there and then want to judge or belittle or, or I mean, heaven forbid, try to hurt you or accuse you of, of certain things, um, they, they're not important. Because the fact that they would jump to those conclusions, what does that tell you, right? So you cannot be afraid to put things out there. You cannot be afraid of what people will think because you never know what's going to work. We're still at at our music school. We're still, and for every day probably, for who knows how many years, we'll still be trying to figure out what works and as the culture of whatever population or town you're in changes maybe you need to shift with that too and that's something we've had to do yeah I mean sure I am sure you've heard the word pivot and how many times we have had to pivot with our business because if we didn't we wouldn't be able to keep our doors open and unlike Unlike many entrepreneurs, Paul and I, this is, our music school is everything. And the the things that we offer through the music school, that is everything. That is my uh, 
children's future. That is being able to support our entire family. And we know we are, we are self-employed. So we are self-pay for medical, we're self-pay for dental, right? Like all of these things that people don't realize. And you know what? It's, it's not our job. It's not your job to give everybody all the information and to convince them why you should keep putting yourself out there and keep trying to find opportunities for yourself, create opportunities for other people. Just do your thing. Just do your thing because you know your heart. You know where your heart is. You know what you want. You know the inner desires of your soul. And that's what matters. And then the people that see your heart, they they are the people to keep close. They are gold. And then the people that don't or the people that are not close enough and just jump to conclusions and say hurtful things, they are not worth it. They are not worth the energy it takes in even feeling that pain from them. So let's pick up our bootstraps. It's time to move on. It's time to get to work. It's time to continue to keep putting yourself out there. And now let's go kick some butt. I want you to imagine what it would be like if you had so much focus, so much zen, so much peace, so much calmness, and so much excitement at the same time before performance. As in, like, you're not getting in your head, you're not freaking out, you're not becoming a basket case, or you're not a hot mess. So if you feel like sometimes that is you, imagine what it would feel like if that wasn't the case, if that wasn't a problem anymore. It would be pretty awesome, right? So what is the first step to that? Working with your mindset. So if this is something that's of interest to you, I recommend going to stopcaringwhatthethink.com. If you're a performer and you want to have more confidence, if you want to get out of your head, these are tips and tricks that I'm offering to you for free. It's a free resource that can help you have more confidence to manage that anxiety and just to feel like you can enjoy life again. You can enjoy performing. That's what it's all about, right? So stopcaringwhatthethink.com. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I hope that you enjoyed it and learned something. Don't forget to like it and subscribe to the channel. I post new videos every Wednesday and a new podcast every Friday.